1: Brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Hello, my name's Ed Clemente. I'm your host today for the show, and we're very fortunate to have Kevin Johnson, President and CEO of the Detroit Economic Growth Corp. Thanks again for being here today, Kevin.
2: Uh, thanks, Ed. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
1: And uh, actually, this is a, a extra pleasure for me because I don't think we've formally ever met, but I like the idea that you uh, came on the show today and I hear really good things about you and your program and all the new things you're doing over there. But when people who don't know what the DEGC is, and obviously people love acronyms, um What do you tell them you do for your job, sort of?
2: Well, we tell them that we are uh, an essential partner with the city of Detroit in managing and directing their economic development efforts uh, as we work with uh, individual companies, small businesses, to create an environment so that investment and job creation can occur. Uh, We utilize a variety of tools, both state and local, to facilitate economic growth uh, in our city. And our main function is to uh, do that in a very efficient and professional manner with a great team of people that stand behind this organization uh, to make uh, those types of transactions happen.
1: Yeah. And, and I know uh, having uh, very familiar with Detroit, having both, I live, my house is a mile from the border, but uh, also uh, I was a, trustee for Wayne County Community College and I had all of Southwest Detroit in my district back then so I was pretty familiar with it but worked with Mayor Duggan on a lot of things in the past former state rep and um, I know that the DEGC you've you've had some really good you know current successes but um, I know for example do you want to touch a little bit about the Fiat Chrysler plant I thought that was pretty exciting when that came out and I know it's a little bit back now but
2: Yeah, but, you know, it it, it does, it still has impact in our community. I mean, from the supply chain alone, uh, where we are working with of people who manufacture the seats and the door panels and the bumpers and you know I, I think a lot of uh, you know the general public doesn't understand just the sheer amount of support that a operation of that magnitude has that is non Fiat Chrysler affiliated. Uh, so you know it was. Uh, the, the biggest project, uh, manufacturing project uh, in the United States. Uh, it uh, still uh, has um, a growth trajectory uh, that can help facilitate thousands of more jobs in addition to the, you know, the 4,000 jobs that was announced uh, at the time that, it you know, the project came to fruition. And, you know, our role in that uh, went, Through uh, land acquisition, Uh, we help support uh, the Detroit at Work mechanism to identify Detroiters that would qualify for the jobs that uh, FCA needs to fill. Uh, We uh, work closely with MEDC. Uh, to uh, won the incentives uh, that would would have what was required in order to make the deal happen. So there was a lot of touch points that DEGC had in that whole project. And uh, I think the city of Detroit is better for it. Uh, Southeast Michigan is most certainly better for it. And the state of Michigan uh, really kind of said to the world, uh, we can still attract, uh, you know, automotive manufacturing in our state and in this part of the United States uh, that helped, I thought, balance what the news cycle was saying about manufacturing in in the Midwest and in Michigan. Many of the automotive manufacturers, as you know, were, were making investments uh, in the area where I came from, uh, and that is uh, certainly, with Fiat Chrysler's investment, saying that we we were still open for business for manufacturing.
1: Yeah, let's uh, do a little bit of. I, I know you came. I thought most recently from Atlanta, right? Yes. And I remember one time I was on a task force back in the legislature where Detroit was kind of benchmarking itself a little bit with Atlanta as a city with similar sort of challenges and opportunities. Uh, Has that transitioned from there to here? Have you noticed similarities or?
2: I've I've noticed some uh, what I'd call uh, cultural similarities um and that's a big that's that's big uh for for Detroit and Atlanta that have the cultural similarities uh you know there are certainly uh challenges in urban cores around the country uh Detroit n- notwithstanding Atlanta notwithstanding um but from an economic development perspective uh i think that um we have uh a lot of ground that has been, I think, uncultivated, Uh, meaning it was once cultivated. It went dormant. Now it's in a position where it can be regenerated to allow for projects such as a Fiat Chrysler, Stellantis uh, to happen. Uh, And I, I think we now are in a position Uh, With uh, the investment that the federal government is making in states to utilize some of the resources that I know you are very familiar with, with American Rescue Plan to help advance those types of regenerative projects uh, to position a Detroit uh, for more investments uh, in the future on an industrial and a, and, a, and a commercial scale.
1: Yeah, let's uh, go a little further with that. I think I noticed, you know, in some of the mission for the DEGC is that your international investment as well, and you kind of touched on it a little bit when you are saying, you know, with the automotive, but Detroit is a unique sort of economic or ecosystem, right, unto uh, itself. Could you elaborate why it's attractive, you think, even globally, too?
2: Well, I I think because, you know, with whether our, you know, politically or economically, we want to embrace this. But this is a global this this city, among many others around the United States, but this one in particular relies on a global supply chain. There's no getting around it. Uh, you, you can you can talk all you want. This city relies on a global supply chain, from Detroit to Windsor. That's a global supply chain, <laughs> right? Uh, the the chips that are missing out of our cars right now, global supply chain. Uh, so we can talk. You know, we can make all that noise and all that political mess, all you want to. But the, the fact of the matter is we are attractive because we are a tremendous customer for that global supply chain, as well as us being an exporter uh, into cities, states and countries around the world. So this this city is 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 well positioned to be a large, significant player on a scale that we should embrace. Uh, We shouldn't be thinking about shrinking. Uh, We should be thinking about expanding and making our products more attractive to the global marketplace, even more than they are now. So we're talking a lot about mobility and battery manufacturing and and electrification of vehicles, Uh, all of that says to the world that we have uh, products that are going to be attractive for the foreseeable future, but we are all interlinked. And that's why Detroit is such a strong brand for the state of Michigan and for the United States of America.
1: You know, it's funny you say that, too, because even though I work for the MEDC, whenever I travel internationally, uh, nothing against Michigan, but more people know Detroit, you know, and, and it has a lot to do with either automotive capital, Motown history,
2: you know, there's just like. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember saying it like that. I mean, that's, that was Atlanta. People knew Atlanta, didn't know Georgia. Uh, you know, they would say, you know, oh, that's where Georgia is, you know, <laughs> so, so. And there are a lot of cities around, not a lot, but there there are several cities around the country that have that distinction. Our our job and what we want to do more of is leverage it more than we ever have. Not sit on the lead of a brand like Detroit, but to expand it, to share with uh, the world that we are this place that you need to know. Um, and we're, we're doing that
0: in, in, in ways that we
2: haven't done in a, in a long time.
0: You're listening to The Michigan Opportunity, featuring candid conversations with Michigan business leaders on what makes Michigan a leading state to live, work, and play. Listen to more episodes at michiganbusiness.org forward slash podcast.
1: Well, let's, let's go from that macro picture to a micro picture a little bit. And you and I have a similar background. We were both presidents of Chambers of Commerce. I think yours was a lot cooler. You were the president of the Athens, Georgia Chamber of Commerce, home of the University of Georgia, but a lot of music scene down there, too. And uh, Yeah, uh,
2: yeah, a, a lot.
1: Oh, <laughs> I, I mean, I tell you, I used to go down there and...
2: Uh, the B-52s. Oh, yeah, to, REM. I mean,
1: yeah. Uh, there's a-
2: REM. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yep.
1: I, you were there at a good time too, I imagine. Um, but the small business is really what sort of I think drives Detroit and Michigan too. And I know you work really hard on sort of the neighborhood small sort of business growth. And you know, as someone who used to chair a DDA in like Lincoln Park, I know how important that those ecosystems are too to you guys as well as to the city's fabric, right?
2: it uh, 100% and 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 as you know uh with the uh pandemic raging uh small businesses were under you know they were under threat uh the uh, and 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 measures that we can't imagine um we were uh you had to recognize the importance of small business to the economy uh to employment to neighborhood development, uh, to community cohesiveness. These are the, this is what makes the fabric of a Detroit. And as you know, Detroit, Detroit is a big city full of multiple neighborhoods that people hold, uh, with distinction and pride, but the fabric of those neighborhoods aren't, you know, subdivision gates. They are commercial corridors that make up those neighborhoods and with That being under threat during the pandemic, uh, we uh, stood up a new entity within DEGC called Detroit Means Business. And it was literally in response to uh, making sure that our small business communities had access to information, access to capital, online commerce, training, mentoring, trying to drive local procurement. But there was this need to consolidate multiple business service organizations under one space so that, you know, Joe and Mabel's Bar and Grill, that's a fictional, I, my, my people always always use that, but Joe and Mabel's Bar and Grill knew where to go for resources, whether that's PPP, whether that's trying to get, you know, at the time getting uh, grants from the MEDC, uh, to, you know, to all those things that were raging and available during the time at the height of the pandemic so we were trying to consolidate that those that information and make it easy for joe and mabel to know where to go to get that information and now we're kind of elevating detroit means business as a place that we can now uh, make available to our small business community post-pandemic And that's a very important function.
1: Yeah, and I've heard you've had good success with it from just some of the local people. I I think I mentioned before, Invest Detroit, uh, they're talking about how they're working with you on some of those projects as well. So I know, by the way, I should have mentioned that, like, I know you have a lot of partners and board members, but is there any stakeholders else you want to mention that's on your board that are very uh, helpful for your
2: process well you know I'm, I' I get nervous when when I start okay don't forget anybody's name yeah <laughs> so, but, you know, so I, I, I will I will just say that there there were uh, in there were a coalition of about 60 prominent um, uh, business and community organizations that made up Detroit means business and they still are engaged uh, utilities, Private sector, foundations, partners like Invest Detroit uh, and Tech Town here in Detroit, uh, you know, NEI, you know, found it, again, you know, it, it, it we, we couldn't have done this just standing up DEGC and ringing the bell. It had to be a coalition effort. And that's what made it so special.
1: Well, I want to give you also another shout out. Uh, I also am on a board in Detroit called Global Ties Detroit, but we bring in international delegations. They work with quite a few of your staff. And I give tours, like unofficial tours, walking tours downtown and different neighborhoods. And they all love it. I mean, they think of America, very, like especially if they're coming from like Eastern Europe or Africa, or I've given tours from Saudi Arabia people. And I think it's not the, it's not the America people see always on TV and other countries. And I think when they really see that Detroit's a lot like where they come from, sometimes it's actually more important to them. I think than what they would have thought like what you see in the movies. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, well, it depends on where you took them. It can make them feel just like they feel at home. I mean, (laughs) and unfortunately, Michigan, or fortunately, I should say, Michigan has this, this distinction of being, you know, this melting pot of multiple cultures uh, and that makes Michigan such an attractive place. Uh, so we we I, I'm certainly appreciative that you do that because it just helps us as we go around the world and we say the, the name Detroit. It's OK. We, we heard about it and maybe one about it. When someone visited it. We're just very excited that we have that uh, distinction. And I think that's what's that's one of the, st- the strengths of our of our city uh, that we could we can do a lot more with as we go and try to use that as an attractive uh, an attraction tool.
1: Right. Absolutely. Um, I also you know, people said uh, when when we want to do a podcast about economic development, people usually don't know what it means. But I notice you're even on the International Economic Development Council, which I know is a pretty important group for us economic development nerds. But uh, would you explain a little bit what that does too? I think it's pretty interesting to
2: people. Well, you know, the IEDC is a, is a, is our as our association and uh, of economic developers, uh, and we. Um, are the largest in the in the world, uh, and we use it as a platform to for best practices, for training, for certification in our industry. Um, I've had the good fortune of being on that board for uh, you know three different occasions in my career, uh, and I will tell you that it is more important than ever that we have qualified uh, people who really understand the business of economic development because the work is too critical in communities. Uh, When, you know, I always ask the business leaders, you know, well, they should have done such and so, right. You know, they should have, well, who is they? Well, they is us. Uh, And so uh, we want to be a real strong they, because they point us out all the time when things go bad. <laughs> and they don't celebrate us when things go good. Uh, you know, so, so we, we have to just take that and put our thick skin on. But that work uh, at IEDC is critically important for just those things along and we can share best practices with each other and bring it back to our communities to hopefully make our communities stronger.
1: Well, we appreciate you being on that board, just so you know. Um, We also, uh, just the last couple of questions for you, but um, is there any trends you're anticipating, uh, obviously uh, besides COVID, but I mean, is there other things you see beyond what you've already highlighted that you might want to also mention where you think you're going to grow or uh, push in a compass direction?
2: Well, I'll tell you, you know, there are, a couple of what I call call actions that we want to promote for us. And I think for the rest of our economic development colleagues around the the country, around the the state, one is we have to lock down uh, our strong position uh, in the global marketplace. We have to get out of Michigan and go and tell the Michigan story and go tell the Detroit story. Uh, Two, we have to continue to push by local, Uh, our small businesses, are suffering. And we can help with that, uh, with going out and buying local, doing online commerce locally uh, to make those things happen. Uh, We talked a little bit about it earlier, but we must use our ARP funding wisely because it's transformational dollars that can change the trajectory of many cities in the state of Michigan. And most certainly it can change the trajectory of the future of Detroit. Um, I think diversification is a way to future proof our economy Uh, and uh, not sitting on our leads on things that we are uh, best in class at, but springing forth from those areas into markets and into other industries that we're maybe not the leader in, but that has a distinct advantage of being uh, a part of our own economic ecosystem. So I see the trends of diversifying our economy uh, as the key and utilizing. This is my pitch to legislators. We need new incentive tools. I'll say that one more time for those that are listening. We need new incentive tools. I don't mind losing, but I hate not being able to compete.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a really strong point. Uh, obviously, at the MEDC, we uh, we know that's sort of a challenge that we all sort of got to embrace. It's a tough one, but we know. You know, it's it's sometimes hard to compete in today's sort of digitization world and industry 4.0. Other countries can leapfrog over you too. (laughs) you know, pretty quickly when before it was more of a methodical approach. Right.
2: You're right. And, you know, my definition of economic development is very simple. It's to fight for the right to be considered.
1: Good point. Um, The last question. Oh, go ahead. Simply
2: put, that's what it is.
1: Well, the last question, I know you've only I think you've only lived here three years now, right? Yes. (laughs) Um, What is your favorite part so far of the three years you've been here? And uh, if you've been anywhere else in the state beyond just Detroit, that's fine, too. But you can point out a couple of things you like about being here now.
2: Um, I I, I like the fact that I can stand up and look over to, to another country. Ah, Good point. I, I literally I'm literally looking over uh, in, the, in the Windsor, Canada right now. I love that. I, I, I love the, uh, uh, you know, the magnificent golf courses. I'm a golfer, so I, I, they're just unbelievable. I could I'm, I'm surprised, to be honest with you, come from I'm a son of the South, proud son of the South. I just had no idea that some of Michigan's golf courses were so gorgeous. Um, and I will tell you. There isn't a place that I've been in the state um, that I've not been amazed at its physical beauty. This is a physically beautiful state. Now a lot of people can say that. And the United States is a beautiful country. But when you break it down to have the amount of water, you know, being able to, you know, get in a river, get in a lake, go skiing, you know, it it, it just has this diversity of landscape that I was just pleasantly surprised about. But I'll tell you the number one thing uh, is I've been here three years and I've met lifelong friends.
1: Well, we're going to have to get you in a pure commercial, pure Michigan commercial soon. Uh, you've done enough testimony. We can use those clips. Um But anyway, I want to thank again, Kevin Johnson, president and CEO of Detroit Economic Growth Corps. And thanks, Kevin. You seem like a really nice guy. And I appreciate you doing this today, too.
2: Thank you for having uh, having us. And we appreciate you uh, inviting DEGC to the party.
1: Look forward to meeting you in person someday, too. Okay.
2: take care. Thank you.
0: The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org forward slash radio to put your plans in motion.